0: Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Fight Plus is the ultimate digital platform for live sports and entertainment, and they're now offering a free seven day trial at tryfight.com. Fight Plus is packed with a premium live event schedule, over a thousand hours of live action every year, and a library of more than 4,000 hours on demand, plus exclusive content you can't get anywhere else. Fight is a great partner of ours. They support us, so let's support them. Give that free seven-day trial a shot, and you'll be a member for life. That's TryFight.com, T-R-Y-F-I-T-E.com.
1: As cold as a razor blade, as tight as a tourniquet, like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules. Because it's much easier that way. Trust me.
2: it's marcus d'angelo and we are back for another episode of the snake pit and you know who i'm you know who i'm with see senor it's 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 the legend himself jake the snake roberts what's up man see i am i am
1: here to talk about triple (laughs)
2: a That's right, folks. We are talking about Jake's brief but very eventful stay in Triple A. And man, there's so much to talk about. You know, I referenced it last week and I was like, Yeah, we're gonna talk about Triple A next week. I didn't realize, as usual, that there's gonna be it's so much to discuss that so we got to break it into a couple episodes. So, man, I'm excited. I don't know about you. See, very
1: excited. <laughs> <laughs>
2: man, I can tell already this is gonna be a fun one.
1: Oh yeah, I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble.
2: Well, that's that's what it that's what we're here for. We'll make yeah. it happen. All right. Uh, before we start, I would like to just give the setup to everybody uh, about so we can kind of paint the full picture of what's going on here in your career. So, uh, following WrestleMania eight ninety two, of course, you're finished with the WWF yeah. and perhaps not on the best of terms afterwards and you head down to atlanta for wcw and that's a bad experience uh it doesn't last very long and so you're coming off red hot angles in uh both of the biggest promotions in america uh you're you're considered a huge star at this point and now you kind of got burnt bridges at these major promotions uh fast forward a couple months and here you are you're ready to make your debut for mexico's biggest promotion triple a at the first ever triple mania it's an event that would go on to be like their wrestlemania and really uh, honestly probably more like the super bowl in that culture because wrestling is so big Mm. uh jake do you have uh any recollection of being contacted to make your way down south of the (laughs) border?
1: yeah i do man uh oh gosh the guy i wrestled
2: uh what was his name uh, you had a couple, you, uh, you worked with Conan and then set us.
1: Conan. Yeah. Conan contacted me and talked to me about the situation and I was all for it, man. Let's do it.
2: Hell yeah, uh, man. It's look, you can't really quite paint the picture of just how big, uh, wrestling is in Mexico. Uh, really, truly part of the culture, right? A- absolutely,
1: man. They were just, uh, truly in love with wrestling and they believed Oh my God! They believed,
2: and I mean, for a guy like you, this uh, this perfect heel the a uh, rudo so easy as they call it down there, man, man, oh man, what an opportunity for you to really sink your teeth into something.
1: You know what was tough, man, is when I first met with them. They said, Jake, we don't want you to go down. We want you to always be standing. If someone does something to you, you just knock them out of the air. That's <laughs> not my style. No. But it sure was fun doing it because <laughs> I just them like flies and they just go flying around the ring. Man.
2: <laughs> you know, we have mentioned it on the podcast before, Kevin Nash credits you with uh, learning how to be a big man. Um, and I think that he may have been referencing, it, it was either this or some stuff he did in WCW when you were working against smaller opponents, where it was like always kind of teasing going down, but never quite getting there until like the very end. So right. yeah, to this day, Kevin Nash says like, hey, look, I didn't really know how to do it until I watched Jake do it.
1: Yeah. Well, I appreciate him saying that, man, I really do.
2: Um, what was your first interaction like with Antonio Pena, the owner of the company? I was okay,
1: you know, I mean... The language barrier caused a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. uh, They gave me an interpreter and uh, we became friends. And so after that, we were all right.
2: Man, it's uh I can't even begin to imagine uh, there's there's a lot going on. And uh yeah, one of the videos that we're going to be watching this week, Jake, it's uh there's maybe a little miscommunication while we're out there. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll get your take on it okay. shortly. Uh Jake, have you, had you ever worked in Mexico previously? No,
1: gosh, no, I hadn't. I did not know anything about the way they did things down there.
2: Oh. They do a
1: lot of things that I just don't like. OK, at that's all uh the way they throw in each other into the ropes and stuff and just you know simple things but they just make a cartoon out of it you know Mm. and i hated that the way they throw people off and then uh if we see one i'll tell
2: you okay yeah it's like look it's uh you know a lot of people compare modern wrestling today to uh cirque du soleil
1: yeah absolutely
2: uh, it's, I think that a lot of the influence certainly came during that WCW era when actually Conan was bringing in a lot of creator yeah. weights. And next thing you know, it's everybody thinks that that's the new standard. Yeah, everybody
1: thinks that you got to do it that way. That, that brought all the little men in.
2: Yep. Uh, as, uh, we'll, we'll reference Kevin Nash one more time. He used to call them vanilla midgets, uh, <laughs> <laughs> guys who were like below six foot tall. Yep. That's uh, funny. Uh so you uh you had gone over there though kind of just crossing the border as a youngster, right?
1: Yeah, as a kid I did. Yeah.
2: Okay. Now, did you have any anxiety at all? But I mean cuz look, you know, we hear all these things about when you go to Mexico and especially in Tijuana where like you don't just have to watch out for for criminals down there, sometimes the police will come in and take advantage of. Yeah,
1: them. absolutely, man. They they're crooked as shit down there, man. I know I took a bus trip with all the guys and we got pulled over by the army. And they came on the bus and they said, we know that you have drugs on the bus and we want them. (laughs) And nobody had anything. So they just stood there. And after like an hour and a half, they said, maybe there is a way that you can continue. You pay the fine now. And we let you go. So they talked to, uh, what's his name? The owner. Pena. Pena, he pulled out some fucking money, man, and gave it to him, and they left,
2: and let us go. <laughs> man, I've heard the horror stories about you know Americans going down there to have some yeah, fun, man. and like police will take you to an ATM and make you just take out all your money and give it to them. Absolutely. You know, so it's, it's look, you know, it's uh, I love Mexico, I've been there a couple times, beautiful culture, it's a culture, different but...
1: world down there
2: very very different world i mean so any anxiety when you're going down there like yeah man i don't know yeah
1: especially the first trip man i went down there and uh i asked one of the guys to help me find some coke Mm -hmm. and he says no problem go back to your hotel room so i went back to my hotel room and after about an hour there's a knock on the door and i look through the people and it's the cops i'm like oh my god i don't even have anything yet so I opened the door and they went, here you go, señor the And they had something in their hands. What? Here is your thing. I'm like, what? And finally, he just reached my hand and put it in my hand. And I look at my hand and it's coke. I'm like, that's not mine. You just gave that to me. And he's like, shh, be quiet. And I shut the door. And I'm looking at the fucking people like, oh, they're going to come back in now and bust me. Oh, my God. What should I do? Should I flush it down the toilet? Thank God I didn't.
2: man scared
1: the hell out of me man
2: absolute insanity i mean talk about talk about a different world i mean you're going from wwf wcw and now like man this is this is a pretty different thing you're doing here
1: brother it was like a step back into the middle ages
2: (laughs) incredible and look it's uh let's paint the picture a little bit more about just uh what a what a big deal this was we've got this from the may 10th 1993 observer the media nationwide reported the crowd at 62,000 people, which will make it, which will be the number the show will be associated with forevermore. The media coverage was similar to World Boxing Title Fight or the NFL football game in the U.S., to the, to the point that Ciancaras and Conan were on all the network newscasts the day of the show and the top-rated news magazine, The Show in the Country, equivalent to 60 Minutes, ran a feature on the card the last week. So, I mean, look, to say that it's a big deal down there, I mean, this is a wrestling event. Yeah, it's crazy, man. And it's getting on the equivalent of 60 minutes, just madness. Yeah. Now, now, uh, you said that uh, Conan had called you. Were you at all familiar with the Red Hot feud that they had going on?
1: No, not at all.
2: And so when he called you, that's the first time you're ever talking to this guy. That's right. And you had no idea what kind of a star Conan was? Nope. (laughs) Well, uh, (laughs) let me put it into context for our listeners uh it's he was like hulk hogan in their culture to our culture but like way way bigger uh to the point where he's in movies he's on tv he's got music magazines radio uh the guy was driving a ferrari apparently at the age of like 21 uh so like to say he was a huge star and successful just does not even begin to cover it right no it doesn't and I mean, here you are, Jake, it's, you're, you're done with WCW, WWF, but now you're in this other promotion and you're about to be rubbing shoulders with this guy. I mean, uh, pretty, pretty awesome opportunity.
1: Yeah. I didn't have any idea how big of a star he was till I got down there. And, uh, the only way I could play it up is like, yeah, you're, you're a big star and I'm sitting, you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You know, a, you're like Mickey Mouse to me. Man, it's and, and look, it's there's there's something to that, uh, because <clears throat> for all of the success that he had and stuff, it's like how many Americans did know about him? Where None. like in America, everybody knew exactly who Jake the snake was. So, I mean, really, really, he was kind of getting the rub from you coming in, uh, especially yeah, with was. especially with the business that they're getting ready to do here, uh, which we'll get into shortly. Uh, we've got a little bit more from the Observer. After the third match on the card, Jake Roberts was brought to ringside. Even though he had done a few heel promos on television, he was largely cheered at first as being an American superstar. Some people recognized him and others didn't. He then did an interview talking about how he was the best wrestler around and put down the country of Mexico and Mexican wrestling and wrestlers in general. He then said he wanted to challenge the winner of the main event, who he hoped would be Caras, and grabbed his crotch and gave the crowd an up yours, which resulted in chants of culero, which is asshole, at him. roberts watched the rest of the card from the fifth row seat and the tv cameras constantly showed him sneering at the quality of wrestling and i heard raves about his facial expressions all night and getting himself over instantaneously uh jake it sounds like you're having a fucking blast doing this oh
1: man i was sitting there with sherry you know so, so, Sherry.
2: so, Sherry actually doesn't show up until a little bit later on in the oh, year. Oh, is this
1: later? Okay. Yep.
2: You were okay. on your own here. But, man, it's uh, look, okay. I, I, that'll be our next episode. I was reading ahead in the notes, and it sounds like you and Sherry had a fucking ball. who,
1: man. You have no idea. I'm not going to get into that right
2: now. <laughs> we'll get to it on the next uh, AAA episode. Yeah. Uh, so, man, I mean, you talk about opportunities with this crowd. I mean, it's, it's, uh, they're red hot and it doesn't take much. Do you remember what you did when you came out? Was this when you were singing at them?
1: No, I wasn't singing to them this one. No, 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 no,
2: no. Just a couple just, lewd gestures. Just a couple
1: of lewd gestures and uh, that's
2: it. <laughs> Well, uh, Jake, this is going to bring us to our first clip this week. Uh, it'll be the continuation of that story he was telling about you getting yourself over at ringside. But now we're at the end of this match between Caras and Conan, and you're ready to get yourself involved. Here we
0: go. I'm
2: actually going to talk over it for our listening audience. So Jake has come over the barricade, and now Conan is coming out of the ring. Jake is kind of berating Caras, giving him a hard time, and he grabbed yeah. a mini, <laughs> and he's just yeah. flinging him into the ring.
1: Yeah, after I kicked him a couple of times.
2: <laughs> Dude, fantastic. Just watching you haul him up and sling him like he was a sack of potatoes. All right, now you're getting into, into it with Caras, who you wanted to win yeah. this match. Yeah. And a scuffle's ensuing. He tore your shirt. You're shooting some punches in, and there's a the big one.
1: Yeah, that's the one that busted his nose,
2: <laughs> and a body slam on the outside. He is grabbing his nose. He's in a bad way, at ringside yeah. for real. Well,
1: there's a reason that happened because it was set up that he would just sell the first thing I did to it. Mm-hmm. And when I did something to him, he hulked up on my ass.
2: <laughs> well, and look, it's you know, there's a language barrier, so. You gotta yeah. do something to make him understand. All right, I now Con- breaking
1: his nose, he understood that.
2: Yeah, that's there's. You don't have to be fluent in anything to understand that one. Um, all right, now you're brawling on the outside with Conan. The ref is doing his count. So man, Conan's gonna get eliminated. Falling you into the crowd. Jake going into that crowd, fucking took a giant nut sack. <laughs>
1: yeah, it did, and I, mean, I paid for
2: it. Oh, I, we'll we'll tell that story in a second. Conan is eliminated. That is it. Tian Caras gets the win, and Jake gets a lot of heat. So, uh, what happened when we went into the crowd, Jake?
1: Well, that's when the real shots started coming, man. I got about four shots before I realized, you know, I better fucking start fighting. And I hit a couple of them and they went down and they kind of backed off after that.
2: So, uh, I'll tell you what, once you set the tone by knocking a couple out, I'm sure that the rest were like, okay, yeah. maybe not.
1: Yeah, they understood that I wasn't fucking around then, man. I'm certainly glad they did <laughs> fall down, you know? <laughs> Cause, uh, they had the numbers on me for
2: sure. Whew, God Almighty! Yeah, there were. I mean, what did it say? Sixty-two thousand folks in there, or something yeah. like that, and pretty much all of them hated your guts. So yeah. that's uh, that's that's a lot you're up against. And I look,
1: like, like being in my hometown. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How can anybody dislike you, Jake? That's what I, I don't know. know. I
1: don't know, man. It's a well,
2: funky world. It is a funky world. And look, it's uh, we, we mentioned it. you set the tone there with Ciancaras, who is not selling for you. We're going to post that clip on social media because you can kind of see you're giving him your left jabs and he's not selling them. And you yeah. can kind of see this look on your face where you're like, okay, fuck it. And you just punch him right in the face. That's it, bro. <laughs> he's
1: going down one way or the other.
2: Well, uh, any words backstage afterwards? Not a fucking word. Not from him or Conan nope. or anybody? Nope no wow. word why do you think that is i mean if that happens in america i'm sure some guys getting in your face right
1: <sighs> yeah i guess so but uh i think peña had already talked to him okay you know and i, I totally interpret interpreters to tell those motherfuckers the reason they got that is they wouldn't go down
2: Mm-hmm.
1: it was set up for them to take one fucking punch and go down and that was it instead i got to hit the motherfucker five fucking times
2: yeah, I mean, it's bullshit and uh, really kind of going into business for himself yeah. at the end of it. Yeah, he was. I think another part to consider here is I don't know how how tall Ciancarus was, but I saw him next to you. And he was not a big man. No. So I don't think he'd want to get backstage and bow up with you. I don't think so. so. It'd probably be a giant mistake. His second mistake of the night. Um. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've got this from the observer. After the show, there was so much heat that there was an estimated five thousand fans waiting outside the heel dressing room at three a.m. for Roberts yeah. before they finally got the crowd to disperse and could get Roberts safely out of the building. Was this a night that you got uh, drunk with Paraguayo?
1: Yes, it is. We sat backstage and drank tequila, man, till three a.m.
2: Ooh, God Almighty. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, did you uh, uh, did you ever drink tequila again after that experience?
1: Yeah, sure.
2: I don't know if I'd be able to one full night I mean, of it.
1: I'm a drunk and an addict at the time, man. It was a, it was just a good night for me.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> well, now uh, Paraguayo, he's a veteran himself. Uh, yeah. Been in the business for a long time. I think only a little bit older than you, but yeah. uh, pretty cool that you're getting to rub shoulders with some of these legends down here. Did you know anything about him, or was it just no? Like- I
1: just knew he was a star
2: okay and they're like hey here's another guy He's nice i'll hang out with him yeah
1: yeah we didn't he didn't speak a word of english either <laughs>
2: well, uh you guys had a job ahead of you getting rid of all that tequila so it's all right you don't have to talk we to worked it. on it <laughs> <laughs> but, uh well I, I don't know probably a weird question but it's i think it's worth asking uh i'm gonna guess that this night you probably didn't go out it was pretty late by the time you wrapped no. up at the building God, uh, no.
1: i don't think you, i think i got a hotel at four fifteen. yeah <sighs>
2: Uh, but as your time in Mexico continued, uh, do you go out and enjoy the nightlife at all, or I not can't, so much?
1: Because
2: the heat, can't leave,
1: man. Anywhere I went, people start talking, man. I'd start hearing them buzzing, Then all of a sudden there'd be five of them, then there'd be ten of them, then there'd be twenty of them, then there'd be oh, forty God. of them. And now I'm like, holy fuck! Let me get in one of these stores, man. And I'd go inside a store, man, and, and just watch and make sure nobody came in.
2: That's scary, dude. I, mean, I like,
1: was, man. I was scared for my life.
2: I don't know if in that circumstance, like, can you say like, hey, who wants a picture? <laughs> or something? Uh, I don't to speak <laughs> fucking language, man. Oh, my God. oh, God. Yeah, that's bad. That's a rough scene. And, yeah, was, you know, man. you're an American down there and they know that you're famous. And so I'm sure most of them are also thinking like, hey, fuck this guy. Uh, he came into our country. We hate him. But also, I wonder if he's got some money on him. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah,
2: they, um, told me,
1: they told me not to wear a lot of jewelry and all that shit. So they warned me about that. Man.
2: Well, we've got a wild story in the next one about you and some money down there. And we'll, we'll get there yeah. eventually.
0: Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your
2: mental models, and how to think about...
0: Hey, guys, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Need to call a timeout
1: real quick here. I wanted to tell your listeners what I've been telling my world listeners for a while now. It's about all the incredible things happening over on AtreeShows.com.
2: On a bonus episode of ARN, the Enforcer watches back Beach Blast 92 with the ultimate healing baby face in Rick Rude and Ricky Steamboat.
0: Draw me
1: a baby face. Something that everybody could get behind. Kids, women. Old folks, young folks, men, you know, all guys wanted to be him. Women, I'm sure, wanted to be with him. Uh, He was the all-around package.
2: On Volume 55 of the Ask Conrad series, Conrad talks about some of his dream podcast partners, including a couple of degenerates.
0: You know, from inside the business and taking over and NXT and all that, I don't think you could get a better podcast partner than Triple H there, just because he's done so much. However, if you're talking about wanting to learn more about the psychology of wrestling and what makes a match and how to develop talent and all that, could you beat Shawn Michaels? Hey, that's just a small taste of what AdFree Shows has waiting for you, including a brand new perk, getting to join in on the live recordings of the shows with four levels to choose from. See for yourself why AdFree Shows is the best value in wrestling today. Sign up now. At every dot com. That's right. Sign up today
2: at freeshows.com. dot uh, com. So at this point, were you told at all that you'd be coming back or was it still kind of up in the air?
1: No, I knew I
2: knew I was coming back. It was just the beginning. OK, but you hadn't signed this. These are all handshake agreements, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, in early June, AAA begins announcing you for an up- upcoming matches with both Conan and Karas, uh, which is interesting because Karas was the heel, but you did, I guess, break his fucking nose. So, yeah. so uh, that'll, that'll turn him babyface, I guess, to a degree. Yep, um, it did. And that match was scheduled for June 18th. However, the June 28th Observer had this to say. For reasons I'm not entirely clear about, the Jake Roberts-CN Karas match on 618 never took place, nor was it advertised during the last week. I do know that Roberts has yet to be paid for his appearance at Triple Mania back on 430 and want to be paid in advance for returning to Mexico. Uh, any truth to this? Yeah. So what's that like?
1: They were slow with the money, man. They put you off and put you off and put you off, you know, and I just don't play that game, man. So I said, fuck you. I'm staying at home. And they told me they'd pay me when I got there. I said, no, not good enough.
2: I mean, good for you, dude. You got to stick to your guns and protect yourself. And uh, yeah. I mean, not just not just in Mexico, but re- but really it's like, you know, for years now, you've enjoyed this stable income from the, two of the best known organizations in the world. And now yeah. all of a sudden you're kind of striking out on your own with these handshake deals. And now yeah. uh, let me be clear. I'm not saying that, that Pena or AAA were trying to fuck you out of money or anything oh, like I that. Will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. They're trying to fuck me. Period. <laughs> All right, Jake will say it, uh, but yeah, sometimes folks just don't pay you. You know, how did you feel about going out on your own here after years of this stable income?
1: Well, I was okay with it, man. And then the first bat rattle out of the box, these guys start playing a game with me, and uh, it infuriated me. It really did, man. It fucking really pissed me off.
2: Uh, did it? And, I mean, you, I'm
1: not coming back.
2: Incredible that they wanted to, to book you again following all this? Uh you oh, know, because man. sometimes that shit gets contentious. But really, uh in in reality, you're probably the hottest seal of the territory seen in quite a while, right? Absolutely, man. How did um, they get you to come back? Did they like they uh, paid me? They just sent you money.
1: <laughs> they sent me a lot of money.
2: Oh, okay, well <laughs> that'll that'll usually mend fences. Yeah,
1: yeah. They sent me about twice of what I was expecting.
2: Did you uh following that, did you trust Pena?
1: uh i told him from then on i wanted my money before my match
2: i think that might be in the notes here coming up i I remember reading that somewhere which which honestly makes all the sense in the world um well jake also at this time you're doing john arezzi's far east tour you're working for wwn big d in, in texas the wwa uh you're scheduled for a return to japan and apparently you're drawing some really really big crowds along the way for a lot of these organizations absolutely are you getting burnt out with all this traveling, or how do you feel? Oh, no,
1: gosh, you no, know, it was easy compared to what I did in the WWF.
2: Really? Oh, god, yeah. So let's let's uh, give the fans a little context here. He had to go to like Australia and like uh, yeah. Manila and places like that. Singapore, Singapore, and and then not to mention what he's doing in America. He's bouncing yeah. coast to coast, Texas, Pennsylvania, all over the map. But he is like, nah, no, this is way easier than the WWF. It was, man. <laughs> so, man, that is pretty telling. It was. Well, uh, again, you're not neither of the big promotions, but you are drawing these big crowds, and apparently, you worked some absolutely unbelievable matches along the way with mm-hmm. Cowboy Bob Wharton for WWN. Yeah. Um, and you're getting remarkable heat with what you're doing in AAA. Uh, would you say that you were feeling professionally satisfied at this point? Yes, yes, I was. So the money, the
1: money was good. Uh, the guys I was working with were good, except for Mexico. You know. Uh, I was yet to, to work with uh, either, you know, anybody down there really had you know, gotten, you know, done that one thing and that was it. But uh, I knew that it was worth a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I knew that it would come. I knew that they would, you know, when they paid me, I knew they made up their mind that they were going to go with it. Yes. You know, and they paid me well, you know, and then there was no hard feelings they thought. <laughs> I did not trust them for fucking shit, man.
2: Hard to after that.
1: No. Couldn't trust them.
2: Well, especially you putting yourself out there, you're putting your body on the line with some of these Put insane life fans. on the line. Yes. And it's like they can't they can't just commit to paying you what they told you they're going to pay no, you.
1: No, there's there's got to be a little more in there for uh you know, danger. <laughs>
2: No doubt about it, and it's it's good that they made they made good on the whole thing because man, we got some fun shit coming up here. Uh, before we move on, I don't see us ever talking about this match again, so let's just chat about it real quick. Uh, at the time, Bob Wharton Jr. is forty-two, you're thirty-eight, mm-hmm. and I, I mean, according to all reports I've been reading about the whole thing, mm-hmm. you guys absolutely fucking tore the house down in this match. Yeah, um, we did, man. You remember the match pretty well. Oh Bob? yeah,
1: oh yeah, I remember why too. Why? We were working for whatever it was called. It was Jim Crockett's who it was. Okay. And uh, we'd all got there and the road warriors are booked for the main event. Except their gear doesn't make it. Mm. They have no shoulder pads. They have no paint. They have no nothing. They don't have tights or nothing. Oh, God. But a plane's going to land at 925. (laughs) The show started at seven. Oh, so Lord. they're asking everybody to put in extra time. So the plane was coming into land when we went to the ring. And they told us, just keep going until we give you the signal.
2: Okay. The, the signal?
1: Yeah. Okay. But it's okay that the, the gear landed.
2: And okay. The gear,
1: the gear is here. Gotcha. So we went out there and just fucking had a blast, had a blast, man. Just having a, one of our favorite matches, man. We put in like 43 minutes, 43 minutes. Wow. You know, and uh we were we were ready to go for an hour, an hour and a half. It didn't matter
2: dude i mean amazing and and really it's you know again you you your body was not in the like you weren't conditioned like you were in the wwf at this point so like how how did you muster up all that uh that oh it was
1: easy because i had somebody to work with man
2: ah okay you
1: know well i know when we walked backstage everybody was clapping and, and cheering us you know and all that shit and jimmy Crockett says oh my god i can't believe it i haven't seen a match like that in 20 years And I looked at him and I said, yeah, you know why? Because you fired all the fucking guys who knew how to work and went with a bunch of kids that just looked good.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And he just went, uh, (laughs) which was the truth. It was the truth. He killed his own fucking territory, man.
2: Yep. It's true. And look, uh again, Orton's 42, you're 38. I mean, you guys aren't spring chickens. You're both you're both veterans in the business at this point, but uh, still you're prime, man. You're working circles around everybody.
1: Yeah, it was easy, man. Just
2: yeah, like and you know, fall off a horse. I <laughs> just like falling off a horse.
1: Yeah, you fall off of it and you get your ass back up and keep going, man.
2: Well, and look, uh, you know, I say that you're not spring chickens. You know, Conrad is famous for referencing AJ Styles and his age all the time. I think AJ is like 44, 45, something like that yeah. and at the top of his game. So really, age is really just kind of a number in this business. It
1: is a number, man. depends on what you've done to your body and how you've taken care of yourself. Yep. You know, Bob was certainly capable to go an hour easier. So was I. <sighs>
2: Why don't you think that uh, Bob got another opportunity in, in one of the, the big People promotions. were scared of him. For what?
1: Uh, when he drank, he got pretty wild.
2: Ah, okay. I um, gotcha.
1: That's his business, oh.
2: Well, now, uh, you yourself, uh, again, we, you know, we said it, you're drawing these big crowds, and you said you're making some really good money along the way. Yeah. At this point, are you, is there any hope in your heart that you'll get back to WWF, or no? I
1: didn't care at the time whether I did or I didn't.
2: With the money you're making and yeah, the reactions wasn't, you're getting was
1: on my mind man
2: good for you man um, well, the July 12th Observer, it's announced that New York attorney Ron Scholar signed a deal to start a new promotion called the International Wrestling Council, which will largely be an American offshoot of Mexico City's AAA promotion since AAA promoter Antonio Pena will be the booker and will supply the talent while the promotion would also use American performers. Uh, this partnership leads to just a shocking sellout at the LA Sports Arena, Jake. Yeah. Uh, it features yourself and Caras in and, and a triangular match uh, for yeah. a, an event called La Re- La Revancha for uh, would, which, which means the revenge. I'm <laughs> Italian, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, how to shit. <laughs> See. Uh, man, this arrangement is a really, really big deal. Now that you and Pena have kind of mended fences, are you like, hey, okay, I, I think I backed the right horse here? Yeah, it
1: was good, man. And doing this thing, man, it was a lot of fun. Uh, got to go out to LA and you know, they sold out in minutes. Yep, in minutes, it was crazy. I mean, it blew everybody's fucking mind. And then to go out there and perform in front of the people and uh, do what we do, it was a blast. I know I had a great time during the match. And uh, Diamond Dallas Page was my second. Yes. You know? And I told him to wear his fur coat. (laughs) (laughs) Which got pelted with everything you can think of, man. What they threw picante sauce on him. They threw beer on him. They threw nacho cheese sauce on him. They battered him. They threw fucking batteries at him. He took a fucking beating, man. <laughs> I mean, a real fucking beating. Then we had to fight our way out of the ring to the dressing room.
2: Now, when uh, when you to get fight back to our the, way, when you get back to the dressing room, is Dallas all over you like you motherfucker? He's like, God damn, man,
1: what the <laughs> fuck happened out there? I said, nothing fucking happened, and you know why it happened. Pena, where are you? And I, th- I started screaming at Pena, you know, for not having security for us. Ah, uh, and uh, he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I fucking picked up a chair, I threw it, and I said, Dallas, take that fucking coat off and come with me. Where are you going? Back out to the ring. <laughs> <laughs> Well, everybody had thrown all their shit, so they didn't have anything to throw now. Oh. So we just walked to the fucking ring, got back in the ring, beat the shit out of them again, fucking slammed them, and fucking walked back to the locker room. <laughs> 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 that was fun,
2: man. So, man, underrated way of thinking, because I know that I would be like, I'm not fucking going back out there, but really, oh, you're right. Man. They threw everything they had. What can They, they didn't do? have
1: shit left, man. <laughs>
2: Just amazing. I mean, did you, Jake, did you have any inkling that AAA would do this incredibly insanely well in LA?
1: No, no, I didn't think. I didn't think he'd draw shit to tell you the truth.
2: How could you? you?
1: You're going into the WWF's building, too.
2: Mm -hmm. That's
1: their building. Yeah. And to uh, try to draw a crowd. Well, guess what, folks? (laughs) They drew a fucking crowd
2: dude a, a record crowd um yeah. and actually but the record doesn't last all that long actually maybe something mm-hmm. like two days uh here's the uh some information from Melter on it the SummerSlam crowd broke the year's previous largest crowd in the country set two days earlier by AAA's La Revancha the revenge show in Los Angeles sports arena a sellout crowd of 16,742 fans paid 243,000 dollars for the show Headlined by a triangular match between Conan, El Bar- Barbero, Jake Roberts, Caras, stemming from the angle at Triple Mania. Jake, it's reported that uh, 8,000 fans were turned away.
1: Yeah, yeah. I knew that a lot of people have been turned away.
2: So if that building had a better capacity, uh, holy shit, that, that would have been a, a, a You'd huge, huge 30, record. you would probably done
1: 30,000,
2: 40,000. Man, really cool. Uh, Are you seeing this turn out and just hoping you can continue to like, are are you like, Hey, maybe I can get a contract with these folks or what were you thinking?
1: I just wanted to keep rolling, man. I remember that real well. Just, you know, God damn it. We've got it going. Let's just keep going. Cause I knew they were going to go into New York too. Yep. So I was just hoping for the best outcomes each time we went out.
2: Man. And they're set up to get over to San Diego as well here shortly. Um, where you're going to be teaming up with Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, um, Eddie Guerrero
1: uh, and Art Bar.
2: Yep, and you'll be working against uh, Perro Aguayo, your buddy. Yeah. And, uh, and man, it's some really, really cool stuff coming up. Uh, I, I do also want to mention here, Jake, and I, I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier. Uh, you're booked in in Japan here coming up very shortly. We'll talk mm-hmm. about it more on the next episode, just because chronologically that's how it goes. But yeah. after, after having been in uh, Japan already here and not having great experiences, it's <sighs> like, well,
1: oh, fuck, I'm going back. Yeah, money's money, man, no matter where you get it.
2: And Hogan is on these cards wrestling against the Great Muda. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, man, so you want to talk about an opportunity? This is it.
1: Yep, it was good times, brother.
2: I'm looking forward to talking about that. Yeah. Uh, let's get to the match. CN had the first crack at Conan and he submits, which leaves you to square off with Conan. I've got the final couple minutes, uh, for the next clip here.
1: You got a replay,
2: and Jake just absolutely hammers Conan in the ball set.
1: It was an accident.
2: (laughs) Picks him up for an atomic drop and goes back to the nuts. Conan. Gonna need an ice pack after this one.
0: (laughs)
1: There's
2: your buddy Dallas. Everyone's side with you. He's got on that vest. Conan yep. is named the winner because you absolutely devastated his balls. Oh wow! Well. <laughs> All right, now you and Dallas are ringside. He's kind of like helping you along.
1: Yeah.
2: You're talking shit to the crowd Yep And you just got hit with something Nachos, apparently
1: Yep
2: Oh man, alright You're bringing out Probably it looks like a gardener snake What is that thing? It's a cobra Oh, it is a cobra? Yeah Oh, and you're scaring the crowd with it Yeah mira nada más dice crowd sobre todo el público que a ver vengan a ver kind of daring people to come after him the paraguayo in the ring to protect Conan
1: it looks
2: like you and Dallas you're gonna take a powder before you come back out to the uh, the ring and kick some ass yep um so jake rumor has it that uh fans would throw stuff like nachos as we saw beer uh also batteries batteries i've also heard cups filled with piss oh yeah those are good you you've been hit with that oh yeah piss cups you bet oh my like are you looking around like okay i'm gonna murder whoever threw that (laughs) no man i'm just what's next apparently some loaded diapers were thrown at this event yeah yeah (laughs) pecanee sauce that hurt oh shit get that in
1: your eyes man
2: oh god i got
1: it on my hand then i wiped sweat off and got it in my fucking eyes man
2: oh Oh, my god oh no and you're out there trying to be a, a a heel rudo as they call it yeah so like you can't sell that your eyes are on fire no you
1: can't sell it you gotta just keep going
2: Oh my God, dude. And like, not to mention, look, a little further context. This is 1993. So like AIDS is not that far off and people no. are throwing human DNA at you at times. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. It's real nice, man. Fucking, no shit. <laughs> yeah,
2: fucking disgusting, uh, man. So, I mean, look, you're back, you're back in, uh, in LA now. Uh, you're with your buddy Dallas. Does that mean yeah. that you guys are going out and hitting the bars after this or what?
1: Yeah, we were having fun.
2: Kind of have to in, in your own country, but I mean, look, you're getting all this heat. There's a lot of fans in the area, and this is not that far after some of these old school super passionate fans. Like, why don't we fucking stabbed Ole Anderson at one point? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, so like I've been,
1: I've been cut.
2: Oh, that's right. Wasn't there like a grandma or something who yeah, came after
1: you? Yeah, your fucking grandma cut me. The, the box cutter,
2: <laughs> so you got you gotta knock that old lady out. I
1: didn't, I, I did kick her.
2: There you go, a well, party shut.
1: Once she was down. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you got to keep your heat too.
1: I put the boots to her.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did you see any of these fans like brandishing any weapons or anything like that? Any trouble no, in LA? Didn't
1: see it, but I would see it coming out of their hands. You
2: God, know. go back and watch these videos. We'll post what we can on social media. And actually, I don't know who has the rights to these. I suppose it's AAA, uh, but who they're cares? just out. They're just out there. Yeah. Uh, So Google, Google this stuff. You'll be able to find it really easily, but you can also find it on our, on our social media page. Um, Again, your buddy Dallas is there with you. I have to assume that you got him booked on this.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: man. Cool to see the two of you guys doing this. And we are far from done with the story. We're far from done talking about DDP. We've got more to talk about with Eddie Guerrero. We're going to be talking about you working in Japan, not only with Eddie Guerrero again, I think he's under a hood out there this time. But also you're working with Dean Malenko, yeah. um, man, on, on loaded cards. Just really incredible stuff to talk about. And of course, we're going to get to the infamous hair versus hair match at the second Triple Mania between yourself and Conan. Jake, uh, yeah. one last one last question before we start to do our outro. Uh, at this point, you're getting pretty familiar with Conan. Yeah. Uh, what do you what do you think of him as a guy? He's all right. Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. Yeah. I had no problems. with Conan. What did you think of him as a worker?
1: next question
2: (laughs) not quite your style right
1: not quite my style no No.
2: right uh
1: he'd been wrestling their style for so long man it it just didn't it was hard to match it up but once we got together it was okay
2: you didn't feel like you were too out of sync once you got in the ring with him
1: well i was still able to do things
2: well we definitely
1: weren't in sync
2: are you would so look this is this is his promotion he's the biggest yeah. star in the promotion yeah. when yeah. you get out there are you taking charge and like i'm leading this fucking match you're or fucking have right up? i did <laughs> are you kidding
1: <laughs> yeah i did
2: i've heard that he's like he can be a polarizing guy and he's yeah. very not afraid to express his opinions no. uh does he give you any shit when you're saying i'm leading no, this
1: match not at all
2: as well he, he let, shouldn't he
1: let me roll with it
2: as well as you should not only are you older not only do you have more experience yeah. but really yeah. it's look you're let's let's face it in in this country you're a bigger star period yeah absolutely all right, Jake. Uh, this was awesome. I can't wait to continue the story next week about <laughs> Sherry Martel and and all the rest. Oh actually, my god! So actually, I said it wrong. We're it, not next week, uh, because next week, Jake, we're doing one of your favorites. It's another Yep, we're doing another hell yeah. Jake, anything. The week after that, we're gonna continue the story of AAA. And man, it, like, look, listeners, if you enjoyed this episode, the best is yet to come. We have got some wild shit to get through, and I cannot wait to talk to you about it, man. Absolutely. Uh, But look, if you do (coughs) want to ask a question on Ask Jake Anything, we're probably going to be recording that episode next week as we're recording this one. So you've still got time. Uh, Just head over to Snake Pit Pod on all social media platforms and go ahead and fire over your question. And if it's a good one, we'll add it. Look, if you're looking to attract that 25 to 54 male demographic to your product or service, why haven't you gone to AdvertiseWithSnake.com yet? Jake the Snake <laughs> Roberts, that uh, he is the 25 to 54 demographic, man. You're talking about the prime fans that loved and watched Jake the Snake Roberts. And, buddy, we will get you results. We will get eyes and ears on your product and service. Just give us a try. Head over to AdvertiseWithSnake.com. Look, we, we use the same advertisers all the time, and there's a damn good reason for it. It's because what we do works. Get over there and team up with the Hall of Famer. JakeTheSnake.com is rocking and rolling. Things are selling out pretty regularly over there, and you don't want to miss your chance to get your hands on some of it. Jake, I know you've still got a few of those signed Ultimate Edition two-packs of yourself and Rick Absolutely. But look, there's a couple, and they're not going to last long. These are collectible. Look, they're expensive without being signed by Jake Roberts. Jake Roberts is signing them over there. So, man, get over to jakethesnakeshop.com. If you don't have this in your wrestling collection or if you're a Jake collector and you don't own this, you better get on it, brother. Look, if you can't make it to one of Jake's signings, get the next best thing with Cameo from Jake at cameo.com forward slash jakesnake. Here's a recent review from an anonymous source on Cameo. I was in a bad place when I asked for your help and didn't give you much info about myself. I'm 28, big fan of wrestling. I'm from Newcastle, England, and I just want to thank you for sending me that personalized video. I watch your journey from the bottom to the top to the bottom and back up again. You're a hero. You've saved people like me you don't even know. Thank you, Jake. So, man, look, Jake is over there having a lot of fun on Cameo. He can quit your job for you, break up with your girlfriend, tell you a funny story. Jake is doing a lot of cool shit over there. But also, if you just need some motivation, get over to Cameo.com forward slash Jake Snake because he's your guy. Look, we know summer is almost here, and we've got you covered at boxofgimmicks.com. We just added beach towels, some stylish shorts, a couple, actually, uh, versions of shorts, and they're awesome. Tank tops, badass fanny packs so you can keep all your shit in it when you go to the beach and nobody's going to steal it. Uh, Don't wait. Get over to the Snake Pit page at boxofgimmicks.com. Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at snake pit pod for short clips from the show highlights and some exclusive content. We also recently did a giveaway and man, it's we got some huge reactions for that. It was really cool. It was a signed J card and we're going to do more. All you've got to do to be eligible, get over there, like subscribe, hit the notifications bell and you're in brother. Also, if you've enjoyed our podcast, please like, subscribe, and give us a five-star review on all platforms. It helps us out a ton. And just a reminder, you can get the snake pit and all of our other shows uh, in our network at adfreeshows.com. Early and ad-free when you join up, starting at just $9 a month. Less than 15 cents an episode each month. Just get over there and check it out. If you're a wrestling fan and you haven't done it, what are you doing? Get over there. Just give it a shot. Catch Jake on Twitter at Jake Snake DDT, on Instagram at Jake the Snake DDT, and on Facebook at Real Jake the Snake. You can follow me at Marcus P. D'Angelo on Twitter. You can follow the podcast, as I mentioned, at Snake Pit Pod on all social media platforms. Jake, this was a fucking blast, dude. Yeah,
1: man. Another good
2: time. Another good time. Well, the good times are rolling. We got plenty more here, and we'll catch you next time right here on the Snake Pit. All right.
0: I got an idea. How about we beat some house payments up this month? Well, I like the sound of that, Mr. Holly. Here's what we're talking about. You take a little summer vacation from your house payments. You can skip your next two house payments, and you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. But maybe best of all, in two months, you've got a cheaper monthly payment. How much can they save, Big Dust? Two, three, four, five hundred dollars a month, baby. Even more than that, sometimes fans have saved six, seven, even eight hundred bucks a month. Hang on, baby, but you talking about people with perfect credit, ain't you? No, sir. You don't need perfect credit to save money. Even credit scores in the five hundreds will qualify. You can even buy a house with no money down. I'm talking to you if you're still a renter. After all these payments, what have they got to show for it, macho? They ain't got nothing. Uh Uh-uh, nothing to show, brother. Nothing at all, freak out freak out. Uh Uh-huh. But it's going to take all day to do, right? No, sir. Come on. You know the deal. It's a couple of clicks right now. You couldn't even find another apartment this easy. You'd have to pay your first month's rent, your last month's rent, and a security deposit. But we can get you a house of your very own with no money down right now. Whether you're looking to remodel your house, maybe turn your house into your dream home with no money out of pocket, or just get into a brand new house, we can make it happen right now. But it's important to remember when you go there, you're dealing with me. Conrad Thompson, First Family Mortgage. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders.